Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum. This is episode 69 of the Student Ministry Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about several things, but the main focus is to talk about how to recruit a great student ministry team. Here we are in the summer of 2021, just starting the summer season, and I know many of us in the student ministry world are thinking about how to recruit for the the here and now, but also for the fall. So we're going to be talking about that today. I'm actually going to be doing something uh, that I haven't done before, and I want to get your feedback on if you like it or not. I actually have a a blog that is written about this, and I I just want to dive into it just a little bit more and uh, kind of explore that a little bit for you today in the podcast. So if if stuff like this is are things you like, be sure to let me know. Uh, Speaking of letting me know, if you haven't connected with us on social media yet, I want to encourage you to do that. We are at StuMinPod, that's S-T-U-M-I-N on Twitter and at The Student Ministry Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So you can follow us on all three or your favorite uh, social media out there, and we would love to uh, just connect with you. If you have people that we should be interviewing on future episodes of The Student Ministry Podcast, that'd be a great way to reach out to us and uh, just let us know who you'd like to see on future episodes of of the podcast. Um, also, if you have not done so yet, please just ask that you head over to your favorite podcast app. And if it has a way to rate a podcast or if it has a way to leave a comment or a recommendation, I want to encourage you to do that. I know Apple Podcast has that opportunity. And so if you haven't done so yet, please head over there and uh subscribe, but also recommend us and rate us. That would be amazing. Uh, Before we jump into any of the conversation today, I think it's important to thank the sponsors of this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Our first sponsor is G-Shades. It's a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see everyday life situations through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades has options to fit everybody. With three plans to choose from, this curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you want to do better. Do you simply need message outlines, discussion guides, and games? That's just $16 a month. If you're looking for higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $25 a month. And do you want an affordable youth ministry video curriculum that will help you increase your online reach during the pandemic? G-Shades has you covered for only $36 a month. You will not find youth ministry video curriculum at that price anywhere else. G-Shades does an excellent job of not just teaching students the typical things that we teach them in youth group, but allowing them to see every life situation that they go through through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades creator Mike Haynes has actually been on the podcast for episodes 32 and 55. So if you'd like to learn more about Mike, you can check out both of those episodes. You can also head over to gshades.org, that's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G to download season two of G-Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum. And be sure to use the promo code TSM. P-O-D. That's for the Student Ministry Podcast. That's T-S-M-P-O-D at your checkout to receive $5 off your order. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Our other sponsor is MenHub Youth, which was actually developed by a fellow youth pastor. MenHub Youth helps you store and track your student, staff, and parent info, as well as attendance for your events. 
There are a ton of features, but today I want to talk to you about the stats. Event stats are automatically generated for you for every event type in the app, showing you your attendance trends over the last six weeks. You can see total attendance for events during the week, unique attendance that only counts a student once even if they went to multiple events that week, or an average if you happen to have multiple events in the same type during that same week. On its own, the app is only $5 on iOS or Android, and you can use it forever on that one device without ever paying any more. But if you want to sync your database across multiple devices or with your leaders, you can sign up for MinHub Sync service and support the Student Ministry Podcast by visiting minhubsync.com SMP for Student Ministry Podcast. That's M-I-N-H-U-B. S-Y-N-C dot C-O-M slash S-M-P. You can find the links to both G-Shades and MinHub in our podcast show notes. Thank you so much to G-Shades and MinHub for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. So for those of you who are longtime listeners to the Student Ministry Podcast, you know that uh, over time I've, I've started to do episodes like this where I just talk to you. Most of the time I love interviewing other student ministry workers and being able to hear the stories that uh, of what God is doing in their ministry and has done over the years and, and just celebrate with them and also learn from them. But today I wanted to take a, a brief break from that and we will get into future episodes with more interviews and I've got some fun ones uh, lined up and it's going to be it's going to be exciting for sure. But today I want to talk about recruiting uh, because it's so important, I think, for those of us that have been in ministry for a long time, but also for those of us that are just starting out. I see this question all the time, all over the, the Facebook groups that I'm part of or ministry conferences or events that I'm able to go to. Uh, people are asking all the time, how do I recruit a great team? And it's so important for for those of us in ministry to be able to think outside of ourselves. Like if it if our ministry is just focused on us, if we're the only person doing that ministry, we're only going to be able to last for so long, and we're only going to have such a, a a certain capacity. For instance, like if I, the average person, I think uh, they say that you can only have a, a significant connection with maybe I think twelve to fifteen people, and that may be on the high end actually. So maybe your your reach is only going to be that far. And if you think about that, then then and, and you factor in all the the connections that we're supposed to be making with family members of the students as well, then then all of a sudden our ministry can only really reach and have an impact on maybe five people. And that's fine for us individually to be able to have an impact on those five people and their families. But how are we actually going to make a, an, an impact on our community if we're only reaching those five people? We need to help them multiply those efforts out so each of those people also reach five people. But we also need to have some other amazing adults, volunteers serving in our team uh, so that we can also multiply through other leaders as well. 
In fact, this last week, I uh, was on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic in Santiago, Dominican Republic, and we were serving alongside Go Ministries. If you are unfamiliar with Go Ministries, our, our church partners with them and has partnered with them for several years. Uh, so that means we not only support them financially, but we also go down on a regular basis to have uh, mission trips and and try to build more than just uh, this this thing that we often think about when we think about uh, ministry or mission partners, um, that we actually try to develop a relationship there with the the missionaries, but also the people in those communities. So it's not just some group that we send money to, but there's actually relationships there. And we've actually gotten the opportunity to go down there and, uh, and serve several different times over the last uh, few years, and it's been awesome. And uh, so I highly recommend you checking out GoMin, that's G-O-M-I-N.org, to check out their ministry and see if maybe a ministry trip, a mission trip with Go Ministries might be something that your uh, youth group might want to do in the future. Uh, amazing ministry down there. And you can you can tell them that I sent you. Um, there's no kickback or anything like that. It's just a, a great partnership that I want you guys to know about uh, that that's available for your team uh, your youth group to also uh, participate in. But while I was there, we had youth group and uh, and I was able to step away from my ministry and hand it off to both adult leaders and also student leaders because I have a great team here. And that's not to toot my own horn. I think I've done some things well, but I really believe that God has uh, put an amazing team together. Some of these members of our team were here before I came on board four years ago. And others are, are people that I have been able to add to that team because of God's direction and leadership and everything. And and not only that, I've, I've had the opportunity to build teams in a couple other churches as well. And so there's a few things that I've picked up along the way that I just wanted to talk about today that I hope may help you as well in your ministry. And so the first thing uh, before we get into any of the strategies or the, the ways to recruit a team, just remember that prayer is a vital part of anything that we do in the ministry. Of course, we need to be constantly praying about who God wants on our team and who we should be approaching to join the team that God will uh, lead us to the people and that we'd be able to step out and make that invitation, call out some things within them and and just uh, <laughs> orchestrate the team that he wants to be leading the student ministry in your church and in your community. But uh, beyond prayer, uh, I want to share um, a few other tips that have helped me along the way. The first is create an awareness of your needs. Uh, we have to be talking about our ministry all the time. Some of you, uh, that just comes natural. You may be talking about it all the time already. Uh, but if you're someone who reluctantly tells people about your ministry, it's time to change it. Uh, it needs to be on your lips all the time. However, I don't think announcing your needs from the stage, for instance, on Sunday morning worship, will produce the outcomes that we want. I do think it needs to be a regular thing that we are talking about with people in our church, but if we want to be strategic, um, an announcement on Sunday morning 
typically doesn't bring the people that we really want on our team. We may get a lot of people that sign up and say, hey, yeah, I want to check that out. But the return on that is usually not so great in my experience and, and other uh, ministry leaders that I've talked to. It's been the same because in student ministry, I mean, it, I, I know we're biased a little bit, right? Because we're all we're all in that way. But we really want some of the best leaders in the church because this is impacting the next generation's faith. And so we don't just want anyone who likes kids that says yes after the senior pastor says they should be serving somewhere. Um, we want people that actually uh, have some gift sets or possible gift sets that can line up with where we are going in the ministry. And that's not to say that people that just love kids can't serve. Um, but if you want people that are actually going to make an impact on the next generation, we need to be talking about that in our regular conversations with people within our church. And that, that announcement on Sunday morning is, is not really going to cut it most of the time. So if you're talking about those needs that you have with your senior pastor, with the elders and the other leaders within your church, here's the thing. They will also help you spread the word to others that they know that might be a good fit in your ministry. So not just announcing it from stage, but they will bring it up in regular conversations that they have with other amazing leaders within your church. And all of a sudden they're, they're saying, Hey, you know what? I think your gift set matches up with our student ministry. You should contact so-and-so and, and see what you can do within our student ministry. So just create an awareness of your need. The second thing is tell stories about your current team. One of the ways to build excitement and awareness is to tell stories, right? We we want to share stories. That the, the stories that we tell, uh, it just it clearly shows that we're excited. It shows uh, what things are happening, and it's a great way to also recruit amazing leaders on our team. So we need to be sharing about the great things that your current existing leaders are doing well. This will not only encourage that existing team, that, that'd that be an amazing encouragement to them. They're going to hear you talking about them uh, in front of them, behind their back. That's a great thing. But it's also going to help others know that they can be a part of that too. So this can be done in small conversations when you're just chatting with uh, someone over dinner, over coffee, or in the lobby or something like that. But it can also be done in front of a crowd. Uh, so maybe it it is telling that story on the stage, but it's in the context of a story and not just an announcement that you need help, but it's saying, Hey, I want to tell you what so-and-so has been doing and being a, a part of in our ministry and, uh, and tell that story. That's a great way. Or you can do it on social media. I know a lot of churches have, uh, ways that they they highlight their leaders on social media. And so tell stories about what God is doing through the volunteers that are already serving in your church. In fact, it, it probably needs to be done in all of the above conversations, right? Like in, in your private conversations, in front of a crowd, and on social media. And for those who shy away from the impression that you're bragging about your ministry, my, that's is myself included. We need to take this style of approach instead of to brag on our team. So it's not bragging on our ministry and the things that we've done, but we're now bragging about our team. So tell stories about your current team. Also, we need to encourage leaders to invite their friends. Many of us have probably thought that we need to be the one that is building our whole team. I know that I've been in that kind of place before where I thought, man, how am I going to build the team that I need to serve here? 
I've got to recruit all of these people. Let's say our our town, just just to throw out a number, is 5,000 people. We've got 50 students that are regularly coming to our, our ministry. That means I need at least you know, 10 leaders, if I want the ratios to one to five and all these different things. And you're like, but our church is only this big. How can I recreate, recruit all these people and all those different things run through our head. Instead, I want to encourage you to consider taking the same approach that we often use with our students. And that's if we all invite one person to join our team, we can double in size. I know many of you guys have probably said that to your students. Hey, if we all just reach out to one person and we invite one person to youth group or we tell one person about Jesus, all of a sudden we will double in the amount of people that are here at youth group, the amount of people that that know Jesus. We'll take that same approach with your team. If you have a great team, ask them to pray about asking one of their friends to join them. And then you'll be able to begin duplicating your existing rock star leaders. And on top of that, you're handing over even more ownership to your existing team because all of a sudden they will help you make the team themselves. They are adding additional leaders to that team and they'll be bought in even more. So encourage your leaders to invite their friends to also serve. The next thing is get a gifted recruiter on your team. So kind of following the last idea, if the thought of recruiting makes you just sick in your stomach and <laughs> like just the idea of having to recruit at all just just has a huge weight on you. I want to I want you to consider recruiting just one more person, just one. And that person needs to be the most amazingly gifted recruiter that can take that responsibility off of your shoulders. Even though you may hate it, there are some people who absolutely love recruiting. So find those people, find at least one person and give them a place to use their gifts. Then you can lean into what you feel like you can do best and let that gifted recruiter take care of finding other leaders who they can add to the team as well. So maybe your gifting is just not recruiting. That's that's okay. That's okay to admit it. Don't feel like you have to be that amazing recruiter if that is not your gift set. But some people out there are amazing recruiters. So get one, two, three, however many you can on your team and then trust that area of your ministry and power that area of your, th those people with that area of your ministry and just watch what God does. So get a gifted recruiter on your team. The final thing I want you to think about is, is create a great team environment. So do people love being a part of your team? I want you to like honestly think about that. Honestly answer that question. Do people love being a part of your team? Are they excited to serve? So excited they cannot wait to show up. Do you feel like they're in a place where God wants them and are seeing him constantly do work through them? Is your team just having a blast together? If we can create a team environment like that, we will theoretically never have to recruit again. If we create that kind of environment where people are so excited to serve students and make an impact on the next generation, 
and they cannot wait to be a part of your meetings, your your youth group environments, uh, to to reach out and serve students in whatever capacity that your your programming looks like. All those different things. If you create that kind of an environment for your leaders, they will naturally want other people to be a part of it. So they will naturally reach out to their friends. And if you lead your team well, people will eventually be knocking down your door to serve. I honestly know that it's true because I've experienced a little bit of this. Not saying that I'm so great and I've created an amazing uh, team environment that people are all the time knocking down my door. I'm, I'm not there yet. That's what I'm shooting for. But I have been able to be a part of other teams and also create some teams where we had people asking us all the time if they could serve. There, My last church, I really got to a point where I had enough leaders to to do the ministry that God had for us there. Of course, you know, there there's more capacity and we could always grow and all that sort of thing. But I I got to a point where I actually had to put some leaders on a waiting list because they wanted to be a part of it, but we didn't necessarily have an area for them to serve just yet. And so if you create a great team environment, people will come to you rather than you have to go after other people. So after uh, implementing some of these ideas, and I'm just going to run through this this list one more time, just in case you were taking notes and uh, maybe you you missed one. The first one is create awareness of your needs. The second is tell stories about your current team. Third, encourage leaders to invite their friends. Fourth, get a gifted recruiter on your team. And fifth, create a great team environment. After you uh, implement some of these into your current recruiting strategy, I really do believe that you will begin to see more people want to serve in your ministry. But please remember to do all your due diligence in requiring applications, interviews, background checks, all those sort of things for your team. Please, (laughs) this is like a really big please, do not overlook these vital steps in the process of building your team because it it doesn't just matter if like if you get a bunch of people we need the right people uh serving in our ministry so make sure you're doing all your due diligence applications interviews background checks and anything else that your church or your church insurance requires or that you think would help that process make sure you are doing those things while recruiting isn't always easy remember that you are giving people opportunities to serve. They are not just filling a spot. For those who want to, uh, who will serve in student ministry, they are not simply babysitting or they are not simply chaperoning. A lot of times they may apply those those, uh, terms to themselves, uh, but that's not what they are doing. They are playing a role in helping others know Jesus and grow as a disciple. Every spot on your team is important, so try not to get overwhelmed. Instead, focus on amazing opportunities that you are giving people to serve and make a difference in the next generation. Uh, One other bonus tip that I want to to share with you, it was not in the blog post that I wrote about this, but uh, I I picked this up uh, a few years ago, and that's to create a hot list. Uh, Every time a name comes to your mind or someone recommends someone, put them on a list. And just start working through that list. So maybe you put it in your notes or your reminders on your phone, or maybe you actually just write it out in your journal or wherever it is. 
start making a list, start working down that list, add people to that list all the time and just keep working through that list all the time. Uh, pray about that list. We talked about earlier, prayer is a huge component of recruiting the best team you can have. So make sure you are praying through people uh, on that list, praying for new names to be on that list. And God is going to allow you, if you're doing all these things and, and you're focused in the right way and you're praying like crazy, God is going to allow you to put an amazing team together that is really going to be able to make an impact on this next generation. So I am praying for you as you recruit your team, know that I am praying for you. Uh, I would ask that you do the same for me um, as we are fellow partners in this ministry that God has called us to have an impact on the next generation. And uh, I'm forever grateful for that calling. Um, I know you are as well. So let's make sure that we're doing the best we can to, to bring other people into this ministry. And uh, the best, one of the best ways to do that is to recruit and a great team around us. And that then allows you not only to multiply your ministry, but it also allows you to step away when you need to, uh, like I did and went on a mission trip with my high school students. But I knew that the ministry, the programs were, were in good hands when I left and I didn't have to worry about what was going on, um, that I could focus on the mission trip because I had great leaders back at home carrying out the ministry. And that also sets me up for if God does ever uh, direct me into a different uh, church, a different area of the country, or wherever God takes me, I can actually step out of that ministry. Yes, it's going to be hard, but I can step out because it's not built around me. It's built around God, and it's built around the team of people that he has has brought together. And I just get to, an amazing privilege of, of leading that team. And uh, if we think about it in that way, I, I do believe that God is going to work some great things and bring together amazing teams around us in our ministries. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Thank you for all you do in the lives of the next generation and their families. Uh, seriously, it, it, this role that we get to play is so important. So don't take that for granted. Um, we also want to thank our sponsors once again, uh, just real quick, G Shades, check out their website, G-S-H-A-D-E-S.org. You can download season two of G Shades. Uh, I believe season three is coming out really soon and you can use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D. That's for the student ministry podcast. So T-S-M-P-O-D at checkout to receive $5 off your order. And also want to thank MinHub for sponsoring this episode. Uh, check out MinHub Sync. That's M-I-N-H-U-B-S-Y-N-C.com slash S-M-P for student ministry podcast. S-M-P. So MinHubSync.com slash S-M-P. And when you go to that website and you sign up for their synchronization service across all their, their different uh, apps and, and all that, uh, you're going to be able to not only help them out and sign up for a, a great service, but also you're helping out the Student Ministry Podcast by, by visiting that website as well. So thank you so much uh, to both of those organizations for, for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to the next episode as well. we got some great episodes lined up, like I said earlier. So 
So make sure that you are subscribed and you're sharing this with others or in student ministry that you think would enjoy this as well. I absolutely love the opportunity that God has given me through this podcast to connect with others, to see what God is doing, to have this connection with you, our listeners. I'm just so, so grateful for uh, for all this. So uh, thank you for uh, what you're doing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And we will see you next time on the Student Ministry Podcast. But until then, may God bless your ministry.